Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm a Bachelor's of Social Work student at Griffith Uni, Gold Coast. In this podcast, I will be talking about dialogue, my experience and practice, and two videos that I recently watched observing the skills of dialogue in community practice. Hope you enjoy it. Before I start, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians as lands, winds, and waters we all now share and pay respect to elders past and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Now, when I think of my experience of dialogue, I think about the ancient indigenous approach called the Deary. In the Aboriginal community, the Deary means deep listening, not just with your ears, but listening with your eyes and listening with your heart. Respecting a person's story, similar to what Bengali philosopher Tagore spoke about, to see what the other people see, which Peter Westby and Anthony Kelly described in their book titled Participatory Development Practice. Now through this micro method of dialogue, they explain the fundamental skills of working alongside those we sit with and building purposeful relationships. Dialogue in practice for me has always been in a casual environment. It starts with hello, how are you, and eventually through months and even years of rapport building, it's able to move to a phase where a person feels safe enough to open up about their personal stories. Now, nine months ago, I was volunteering in a homeless shelter in Jamaica. I was part of a team that would organize breakfast for the homeless, varying in age and gender. Through this breakfast, I was I would engage in small conversations, mostly listening and allowing people to tell their stories. Now, months of developing micro relationships, you start to develop trust and a person would feel more comfortable talking about how they became homeless, unlocking stories of drug use, mental health and sexual abuse. Now, I mentioned this because I recently watched a video similar to my experience about a community practitioner named PJ Humphreys. In her testimony, when asked about what she thought are the most important skills of dialogue, she mentioned her ability to relate to people from all walks of life. Now that to me, in my opinion, is a key essential component of dialogue in community development practice. This ability to relate to people from all walks of life by simply listening and suspending judgment. A micro method of dialogue that Westerby and Kelly wrote about in their book. When PJ was asked what dialogue meant to her, she defined it as the starting place, a method. Now, what exactly is the method? The method is an approach sometimes referred to as the Gandhian tradition of community building. Embedded in this approach are the principles of making connections and establishing developmental relationships through intentional conversations. The PGI described this as listening and honoring people's stories. Through her community breakfast, she is able to engage in small but intentional conversations, developing connections and relationships, gaining the trust and unlocking a person's story. With this, she can begin to suggest support and hopefully empower a person to connect with others in the community. Kelly and Westerby describe this as a genuine dialogue that starts with I to you to we, taken from the philosopher Martin Buber. Now in the second video, you see the process of what Westerby and Owen wrote about in their journal article titled, 
the structure of dialogic practice within developmental work. Max, a community member, came to the center expressing his concern over some disruptive teenagers within the neighborhood. Using the techniques of micro-method, the practitioner engaged in genuine dialogue, allowing Max to speak freely without interruptions and being responsive but not reactive. And through this deep listening, she was able to move to the meso-method, discovering that other members of the community also had concerns, therefore bringing forward a suggestion that members of the community, workers at the community center, and her meet again to collaborate together on a solution. Now, by engaging in this type of dialogue, this practitioner recognized keywords and discovered that Max had other connections within the community that she was not aware of. So without hesitation, she went about asking Max for permission to organize another meetup to build and strengthen community network, also known as the macro stage of dialogue in community development. Now, as the videos demonstrate, dialogue is an important skill of micro-method because as PJ Humphreys puts it, it is the starting point in building relationships, meaningful relationships. And for this to happen, trust and respect must be felt by the person before anything moves forward. Some of the literature tells us that community development practice is not a one-size-fits-all solution. It does have its limitation. In an article written by Athena Luthras, she wrote about always seeking permission and going at the pace of the community. She advises that you must carry the community agenda lightly, noting that not all community members are ready to take control of their lives and environments. Community practitioners must also take into account their own personal agendas and motivations. There's also the agendas of organizations we work with. Funding is a source of frustration for community development workers, and this can mean losing all the efforts you have put into a community development project, resulting in impacting the community even more. Reflecting on my experience and watching how the practitioners in the videos demonstrate dialogue, in reality, it does not always go smoothly. Even if your intentions are good, there are always some individuals that are just not ready. For meaningful relationships to occur, you cannot force or put a time on the process of dialogue. Rapport building is not instant. For it to work, it has to be authentic. So to end my podcast, I will say this. I will take away with me the Aboriginal approach of the Deering, listening deeply in that it's not just listening with the ears, but listening with the eyes and heart. To suspend judgment and hone my skills in relating to people from all walks of life, but also being aware of my limitations, that I am not here to fix people, but to be present as a facilitator, listening for keywords that can move the dialogue forward, but always seeking permission to change the story to build action. Thank you for listening.